0: The only true wisdom is in knowing that you know nothing. That was a Socrates quote, not my own. Whoa, I just started a podcast episode with a Socrates quote. I'm getting pretty deep over here. Welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield. And in all seriousness, a few episodes ago, it was episode 192, where I shared my core theme for the year. I talked about what it means to be a visionary leader in your business. And I think a big part of that is having the confidence to say, I don't know it all. And I think it's important that you really are honest about the fact that you've got to always be learning in order to expand your mind and expand your business. I always say that I am a constant learner and I know that I can learn from so many people around me. So I surround myself with some rock star peers because I love to learn what they're doing and I hang on every word and I get inspired by their lessons and what they share. So because of this belief that you should always be learning, I'm a big believer in having a dedicated sounding board for your business, specifically a mastermind. When I say mastermind, I simply mean a group of peers that you can get together with, whether it be in person or online, talk through your business challenges, and come up with solutions. You may get together once a week or once a month or even once a quarter, again, maybe virtually, maybe in person, but today we are talking about masterminds. Masterminds foster that mentality of, we're in this together, You have their back, they have your back. And I think you know that doing business online can at times feel incredibly lonely. Well, a mastermind is a great way to break through that isolation. So I wanted to talk about this today because masterminds have become top of mind for me lately. I have always been a fan of masterminds. So If you follow me, you've heard this story way too much, and if you've listened to some of my older podcasts, I'm sure I've talked about it a few times, so I'm going to go really quick through my history of masterminds. But I paid for a mastermind, $17,000 to be exact, in 2010, so right when I had left my corporate job, I paid to go into Marie Forleo's rich, happy, and hot mastermind with a group of about 20 entrepreneurial women. And we met four times a year, once in Mexico, once in Arizona, once in New York. and I can't remember where the fourth place was, but we met in person and we connected once a month online in a group call. And so that was my first experience with a paid mastermind, and I actually did it for two years in a row because I loved it so much. I've also been in peer masterminds where a group of us have gotten together. No one pays to actually be in the group, but we all are very similar in where our businesses are, where we want to grow. We are pretty similar in the amount of money we're making. So there was a lot of synergy around it, but we were all doing kind of different things and we shared our insights, our experiences our thoughts about each other's businesses, that was pretty awesome as well. And I did that for two years. So I've done my own peer masterminds with my friends and I've paid for it. Today, we are specifically talking about those masterminds that you pay for, because this question around, should I join a mastermind or how do I know when I'm ready to join a mastermind comes up a lot. And I think it's a great idea if you want to start your own mastermind with your peers. I think you should be in business for a few years before you do that. So everybody has something really valuable to bring to the table. I would never do that if you're just starting out. But if you've been in business for a while, definitely look into a peer-ran mastermind. I did an episode several years ago about masterminds where I focused on starting your own. And so I'll link to that in the show notes. But again, today we're talking about finding an existing mastermind that has a leader that you likely will be paying for, and you're going to join their mastermind. So that's where the focus is today. Also, at the time of this recording, I recently made a big decision to join James Wedmore's mastermind, The Inner Circle. And some of my friends are a little confused about this decision. I'll talk about why they seem a little confused and why I joined the mastermind. So, I'm going to get into my own experience of joining a mastermind. I haven't paid for a mastermind since rich, happy, and hot. So it's been many years and I'm very excited. So I'm going to talk to you about why I joined, how I knew I was ready to join a mastermind again, and some details about my own experience there. So here's the deal. As part of my mastermind journey, I wanted to share with you, one, why you should think about joining a mastermind, two, how you know if you're ready, and three, how to pick a great one. My hope is that if you've been thinking about joining a mastermind for a while, but you're just not really sure which way to turn, or if you haven't thought about joining a mastermind, but you feel isolated in your business, or you feel stuck, or you're trying to up-level and you just can't seem to get to that next level, then a mastermind might be a perfect solution for you. So I'm going to give you some more clarity around masterminds today. So let's start with the why behind why should you join a mastermind? Or another way to look at it is what makes a really good mastermind. So if you want some criteria to look out for as you're looking for your own mastermind, I want to share some experiences that I've had in masterminds that have made them really valuable. So the first one we already talked about, this idea of breaking through the isolation as a business owner, that's a big plus when you find yourself in a really good mastermind. Also, your group helps you get unstuck. So we all get stuck in our business. It might be a tech issue that we're stuck with or an overall strategy issue, or we're just not feeling clarity around something. And if you put it out there to the mastermind, they are so quick to help you out. So that's the cool thing. The people in your mastermind get really familiar with your business. And so their ideas for your business become really laser focused and incredibly valuable. They're not just the Throwing out general ideas, they know you, they know how you operate, they know your business model, they know your team, they know your limitations. And so when they throw out an idea, a good mastermind will take all of those into consideration as they're helping you get unstuck or helping you with new ideas. So that leads me to my next point in that a really good mastermind has members who come up with fresh ideas. One of the reasons why I recently joined James's mastermind, and I'll talk about why I joined a little bit later in this episode, but one of the reasons why I did join is that I want some new ideas in my business. I've been doing the same thing over and over for many years. And I just want a fresh perspective. I want new ideas. I want to be more nimble in my business. And I know that a group of really smart entrepreneurs will help me get there. Now, when I was in that peer-ran mastermind many years ago, Stu McLaren was one of the members in that mastermind. And Stu now has a program called Tribe. He is an expert in membership sites. So in case you don't know him, he's worth checking out for sure. And Stu knew me well, he knew my business well, he knew my products well, because he took the time to get to know me as we were in the mastermind together. And one day we were in Palm Springs and we were just hanging out. That's another cool thing with masterminds. If you get together in person, you have a lot of downtime and that's where ideas tend to flow. And I was talking about my B-School bonuses. This is so many years ago, but I was talking about my B-School bonuses and how I really wanted to come up with a new, exciting one. And I was explaining how I've used B-School in my own business. And he said, I've got an idea. And then he said, why don't you create the backstage pass to a B-School success story and walk your B-School bonus members through exactly how you use B-School to build a multi-million dollar business and share with them all the details and really let them in. Give them swipe file and show them your webinar registration pages and show them the emails you used and really let them in, but relate it to how B-School played a part in that. And I thought, this is a great idea. My backstage pass to a B-School success story has been a huge hit, and I've used it for almost three, maybe going on four years now. I update it every single year as I have more success in my business, but it has always been a hit, and that came from Stu. So you will get great ideas. And of course, you've got to give in order to get. And I hope my peers felt that I gave just as much as I got. But that was a huge win for me. So shout out to Stu. Thanks for that. Okay, so getting back to why you would want to join a mastermind, one of the huge perks of being in a really valuable mastermind is accountability. It's one thing to say you're going to get something done. It's a whole other story when you tell a group of your peers Your goals, your deadlines, the amount of money you want to make, and how you want to make it. When you're really specific with your mastermind group, they're going to hold you to it. So by the way, a quick plug for an interview I did on my podcast with productivity expert Carrie Bentley. It was back episode 174. It was called Three Hacks to Get More Done in Less Time. And in that episode, Carrie talked about four levels of accountability – Level two was this, you want to have accountability with like-minded individuals all in the same boat. That's exactly what a really valuable mastermind will do for you. So if you want to be held accountable, if you know that you need to have something more than you just telling yourself you're going to get it done, a mastermind could be the perfect answer for you. And then a few more things about why you would wanna join a mastermind. They inspire you to take action partly because you're seeing everybody else take action. This is a big one that you might not even consider, but it really does work this way. You're in a mastermind full of people that are total go getters and they're talking about their successes. I tried this. I made this much money when I did it, or I made this kind of impact. And this is the feedback I got. So they're sharing their wins with you. And you're sitting there thinking, okay, I want some of that. Like I've got to step up. I remember being in a mastermind. I won't name any names, but I remember getting up there and it was at the end of one of my masterminds. And I said, okay, I made this amount of money this year. And these are the products I launched. And I gave some details." And my friend came up to me probably six months later and she said, I heard you say that. And I started my business when you started my business and I was nowhere near your numbers. And I thought, this is it. If I needed a fire under my feet, this was the one, this is going to do it for me. So when she heard my success, knowing that we were pretty equal in terms of when we started our business, she's like, oh, heck no. Like I'm bringing it on. And she did amazing things after that. She just needed a little push, a little friendly competition, a little inspiration, maybe a little of all of that. And it got her going. So masterminds definitely help you get things done and take action. Okay, moving on to number two, how do you know when you're ready for one? So first we talked about the why and what makes up a really great mastermind, but two, we're gonna talk about how do you know when you're ready to join a mastermind? So I thought about this one long and hard because I wanna give you some specifics. Although I think every business owner would find value in a mastermind, I know that because we're talking about paid masterminds, some people might not have the funds to actually engage in something like this. So let's talk about some criteria. Number one, you've got to be serious about your business. It doesn't have to be your full-time thing. However, you have to be on a mission to make it your full-time thing, meaning that it's not something you dabble in, but you want it to be your number one money maker. You'd like to quit your corporate job and have this be your gig. So that's important to think about. No dabbling. That's not worth money in a mastermind. Number two, this one's a little bit tough. I almost deleted this bullet point and then I thought, well, it's worth just kind of mentioning. You have to obviously be generating money in your business. I don't think that you should pay for a mastermind if you're not yet generating some revenue, but you don't have to be making a lot. So I put down the number 50000 I mean, it's not black and white set in stone. However, let's say you're able to generate $50,000 a year from the business that you've created. And of course, you want to grow this business. Well, if you're making money and you've figured out that part of it, well, then you have the potential to expand. So I'd try to make at least $50,000 in your business before you think about paying for a mastermind. That's a tough number for me to throw out. So if you don't agree with me, that's okay. We'll move on to the next one. But I know benchmarks are important. Number three, you are serving clients or selling to students on a consistent basis and not a, well, maybe once or twice a year kind of thing. Again, you're not dabbling. You're consistently selling. You're consistently creating content, or at least that's your goal in your business. So you want to be showing up Every single day in your business, you might not be there yet, but that is your ultimate goal. Also, you have enough knowledge of your business or the industry that you're in a place where you can accept and apply feedback. So, if you went into a mastermind and you're not really sure what your niche is, you have really no clue about your target audience, and you're not really sure what you're going to sell, not time for a mastermind. A mastermind is to really solidify what you're doing and take it to the next level. And so you want to come to the table with knowledge and a skill set that you are applying to your business. And here's something that's important along those same lines. This is a two-way street. You got to remember that. When you're in a mastermind with your peers, you are expected to give as well as receive. And if you're totally brand new and you don't have anything to offer in terms of experience and what works and how to up-level in different areas, like if you can't get into that conversation, then you probably shouldn't be in that mastermind. I do think it's important that you give and you receive. And finally, you've got to be willing to do the work. The mastermind is not going to run your business for you. And the leader of the mastermind, we'll talk about leaders of masterminds, but the leader of the mastermind is not going to do anything for you. They're going to offer you some advice. You might even get just a little time with him, or maybe no one-on-one time with him. It might just be all in a group setting. And you've got to be able to take those ideas, the feedback, the criticism, anything that comes your way, and you need to go home and implement, whether by yourself or with your team or whatever. So don't ever look at a mastermind like it's going to dramatically change your business if you're not willing to literally go home and right away do the work. That's a big one. So I just kind of wanted to give you some really good specifics around how to know if you're ready for a mastermind. Now, I tell you all of that, and I think the one about you've got to give as well as receive might trip up some of my listeners, because I know some of my listeners struggle with having confidence in their business. So don't let your lack of confidence make you feel like you are not good enough for a mastermind. Be really careful around that topic, you know what you can come to the table with. You know what you have to offer. I think all my listeners have something special to offer. So you've got to be careful with that one and just know that you're not going to get in a mastermind where everybody's making a million dollars or more and you've only made 50,000 in your business. You wouldn't even choose a mastermind like that anyway. So you're going to be really mindful about the mastermind you choose so that you can learn from people and you can also offer feedback, insight, and advice. So there's a pretty bare bones criteria around how do you know if you're ready for one, and hopefully that will at least get you started in the right direction. So let's move on to point number three. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have all lowercase. So go to shopify.com/slash made easy now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, that shopify.com/slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs, and there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing: Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? Number three answers the question, how do I choose a mastermind that's right for me? And to make this as easy as possible, I broke it up into three steps. So step number one is know your criteria. And first, you've got to know where you want to focus for, let's say, the next year. Let's pretend that you're going to sign up for a mastermind that lasts a full year. So you've got to know where do you want to focus in your business And then from there, I want you to write down some of your musts. Like, what do you feel that you just must get out of this mastermind? Now, I actually want you to do this before you look into anybody's mastermind. I want you to get clear about what you need before you go looking into the opportunities that are out there for you in terms of masterminds. So let me give you an example from my own world. I knew that I wanted to be a better visionary in my business moving forward. I wanted to learn more, come up with more ideas, and introduce some new strategies into my own business. And then of course, once I do them and they work well or don't work well, I get to share that with all of you. That's how I teach in my business. I go first. And so with that, I knew that I needed to be in a group that they were trying new things, they were experimenting, they were doing things different. And I had the privilege to speak at two of James's masterminds, one in San Francisco and one in New York just recently. And so I know his mastermind well. I talk to a lot of people that are in his mastermind. They're good friends of mine. So I know their progress and what they're doing, and I get their feedback. Plus, I got to be a part of his mastermind two times now over the entire weekend. So it was really fun to just kind of pitch and catch with everyone and see what they're up to. So one of the things that I noticed from James's mastermind is that a lot of the people are selling online courses and they're doing online launches and that's exactly the world I live in like that's my business. But what I noticed is that they're doing things a little bit different than I'm doing and they're more nimble. Their businesses are smaller than mine. Not everybody, but a lot of the people in the group, they have smaller businesses, but they're doing cooler things. And they're more nimble so they can experiment and try new strategies. And I love that. And so one of my friends said, why would you join a mastermind where a lot of the people in the mastermind are actually making a whole lot less money than you? And I said, you know, to me right now, it's not about how much money somebody is making. And James has criteria for this mastermind. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I think it's multiple six figures that you have to make in order to be in this mastermind. So people are making good money. But just because I might be making more than some of them in the mastermind, that doesn't mean that their strategies aren't solid and that they're not incredibly smart and that they can teach me something as much as I can teach them something. So I really did my homework and I knew that there was so much goodness coming out of this mastermind and smart, smart people were involved and I wanted to be around those people. Now, also, I'm giving you guys like all the details around my decision here, but I actually was going to enroll my project manager, Chloe, who runs so much of my business. I was going to have her join James's mastermind. I was actually going to pay for it and have her join the mastermind because I knew it was a lot of strategy, a lot of kind of things that might have put me in the weeds and I had to be careful of that because they're talking about how they did it and the steps to take and the contractors they're hiring for it and all that stuff. And that's what Chloe does in my business. So I was just going to have Chloe in it, but then I thought, you know what? I want to be inspired. I want to have these conversations with Chloe. I want to talk about new ideas as they come up. So I decided to do it with Chloe. James has this opportunity to add somebody like your sidekick to come with you to the mastermind, but you have to pay more. But I loved that idea. So I'm actually going to enroll me and my project manager, Chloe, which is kind of cool. So the both of us are going to do it together. And I think that will spur a lot of great conversations and it will force us to every single quarter look at our business because in James's mastermind, they meet four times a year. I also thought it was a perk because they're meeting three times in California up the highway from me, and I didn't want to really travel a lot for a mastermind, so I kind of love that. And then I think one of the meetings is in New York. So anyway, I'm sharing all this with you because I've made a commitment to let you behind the scenes of my business even more. I know some people might be surprised with my decision to go into this mastermind, I think it's an amazing idea. I can't wait and I cannot wait to be able to pitch and catch with so many amazing minds in this mastermind. And it's small. I think it's like around 25 people, which that's a huge plus for me as well. So let's get into some of the musts. Like for me, here were some of the musts. It needs to be a small group. I think 25 max, anything more than that for me, and I would feel like there wasn't that intimacy. So I like smaller masterminds. Two, I think it's important that there is some type of criteria in order to join. Now, if you're just getting started and the criteria is that you have to be in business for six months and you had to have made at least your first $10,000 and that's you, then that's great. That's where you should start. So it's all relative. But I liked that James had a criteria, multiple six figures, and you have to fill out an application and he gets a lot of applications and you are selected for the mastermind. So I liked that there was some exclusivity. That was one of my musts. There needs to be some exclusivity. You got to jump through a few hoops to really get accepted into the mastermind. Another one of my musts is that I've got to like the people that are in the mastermind. Now, I got to cheat a little bit. I've been to two of his masterminds. A lot of the same people are coming back. So I know I really like that group. You don't always get that luxury to know who's going to be in the group before you join a mastermind. But if you have the opportunity, by all means, take it. And then it was a must that I was going to be surrounded by people that were doing things different than me, that were taking risks, and they were nimble in their business, and they were generating revenue on a consistent basis. That was a must for me, and that's what I was looking for. And here's another one. For me, one of my musts is that I have to really respect the leader of the mastermind. And I have to see something in that leader that I want to aspire to. And this is huge. When I joined Marie Forleo's mastermind, I wanted a business very similar to the business she had back then. Since then, she's gone in a really amazing direction, creating Marie TV. And that's not typically the direction I want to go. But in the early years of building online courses and blogging every day and really getting out there and connecting with her audience, I loved all of that. And I wanted that for me. And so I wanted to model her business. So she was a perfect leader for a mastermind. mastermind. Mastermind that I paid for. In James's case, he is a visionary. He really does a good job of looking forward and he's full of ideas. Like, one thing I love about James is anybody could come up to him and say, I have a problem in my business. This is what it is. And he'd have an idea for you. He just is always coming up with great ideas and he spends time with his members. I've seen it. He lets mastermind members call him on his cell phone during their launches, if they're stuck, if they need a little pep talk. I mean, he gives a lot. And so looking at the leader of the mastermind, I've got to see something in them that I'd like to aspire to. And because this is my year of being a better visionary in my business, I think James has that. So I'm really intrigued and I want to learn more. So those are my musts. I thought I'd share mine with you and then you create yours. What are yours? Like what are you looking for in a mastermind? Do the homework first before you start shopping different mastermind opportunities. And then also spend a little time thinking about the must-nots. So one of my must-nots is I can't go into a mastermind with a bunch of dreamers. It's one thing to dream up ideas and think about what's possible, but if people in the mastermind aren't doing it and actually being really open about their results and the numbers and the details, I have no interest in being in that mastermind. So that was another one that was like a big deal for me. And then I also look at time commitment. So this is kind of a big deal for me as well. So with James's Mastermind, we meet four times a year and then we have monthly calls and there's a Facebook group. But the four times a year, that's in person. And like I said, three of them are in Laguna Beach where James lives, which is just a drive down the highway for me or up the highway. I always say that wrong. So it's like an hour max to get there. That's wonderful. It's over three days, so it doesn't take a huge chunk of time. But if I had to travel, let's say, out of the country three or four times a year, I would never sign up for a mastermind like that. I don't like to do a lot of business travel. I've had enough of that in my past. And so the time commitment and the travel, that's something you got to take into consideration, especially because the cost of a mastermind never includes hotel, airfare, food, and all that when you're actually at the mastermind. So you need to take that into consideration for sure. So again, where do you want to focus on in your business? What are your five musts? Like what are the musts that have to be included in that mastermind? What are any of the must nots? And then what's the time commitment? And then one more Is it virtual or physical? And mine's a mixture of both. A lot of them are, but maybe it's just all virtual, which is great as well. And if it is all virtual, that tends to take the price down, which is a good thing. So these are some things that you need to think about in terms of, is this the right mastermind for me? Now, step two, if step one was know your criteria, step two is do some detective work. So, The first thing is I would ask around, ask some of your peers, and if they've been in any of the masterminds you're thinking about, get the lowdown from them. And so I would go to my peers first and ask about masterminds, and that's what I actually did this year. I talked to some of my friends who were in other masterminds to learn what they thought about those before I made a decision. Another thing I think that is so important is that if you're going to pay, let's say $20,000 a year, or some of them are 30,000, even more than that, if you're going to put down that kind of money, a lot of times they have payment plans. That's what I did with Marie Forleo. I had to take advantage of her payment plan because it was expensive and I didn't have any money at the time. But beyond that, I think you need to get on the phone with either the leader of the mastermind, which is always a plus if that can happen, or somebody that's included in the mastermind and ask all your questions. You are entitled to get answers before you spend that kind of money. So they might have an application, which is a good thing. If you're going to pay that kind of money, you want to fill out an application and you want it to be exclusive. But it's one thing for you to fill out an application. But then let's say you're accepted. You need to get on the phone with someone and say, "Okay, I've got some questions for you. And you just take your time and you go through those questions. And of course, you're going to be polite about it and really gracious for them spending the time with you. But I think that part's important. So I know I would do that for sure. Now, I'm also going to list a few masterminds that I really like in my show notes. So of course, I've mentioned James at the time of this recording. I'm pretty sure it's full. I'm pretty sure he has filled it up and he's good to go there. But he also has another mastermind that is less expensive And I think there's more people involved and it actually might be all virtual or maybe a mix of virtual and maybe one physical date. I don't know, but I feel like it's a really good way to ease into it. So I know I'm sounding a little bit vague about explaining it. I'm going to do a better job in my show notes. And so I'll link to that in my show notes. I'll give you some information around it. And then some of my peers have some fantastic masterminds. I know a mastermind where if you're trying to create a course and you just have struggled with it and you haven't gotten it done, I know a great course creation mastermind and a few others. I'm not going to give them all away. I'm going to list them all in my show notes. So it's amyporterfield.com forward slash 193 to check out the show notes, amyporterfield.com forward slash 193. Okay, so remember I told you I've got three steps in terms of knowing how to choose a mastermind. The first step was know your criteria. The second step we just went over was be a detective and really do your research up front. The third and final step is you've got to commit. So once you choose a mastermind, and we're talking about masterminds you pay for, and just for the record, there's masterminds that might be $10,000 for a year of masterminding or just $10,000 for six months or $20,000, $30,000. I've seen some as high as $60,000. So there's a huge range. Again, do your homework, but also I got to talk to you about money and masterminds for a second. The reason that some masterminds are so powerful is that you do have skin in the game. You're paying for it. You're going to show up. And so if step three is commit, I don't even think I need to tell you that one because I'm pretty sure if you're putting money up for it, you're going to show up to all the calls all the different physical events that they have, all the virtual events that they do. Like, I'm pretty sure you're going to take advantage of all of it. It's kind of like when we fly first class sometimes and Hobie, my husband, will take everything they give us. They want to give us a hot tail, bring it on. I was sleeping one time when they came around with champagne. He woke me up because he's like, you can't miss the champagne. Like he's in first class. He paid for it. He's getting everything they offer. Well, that's kind of how you should look at a mastermind as well. Take full advantage of everything. But I tell you that because I wanted to talk about the money situation for a second. It's likely going to be a little bit of a hardship for you. I've never known anyone to say, you know, I signed up for a $20,000 Or $30,000 mastermind, mm, no big deal. It's a chunk of change. Like, no matter if you're in my situation where you have a multi million dollar business or if you're just starting out, regardless, I look at that as a lot of money. And so just know that I don't think you're ever going to be totally comfortable paying for it. But if you can find a way, I want you to push yourself. And that's saying a lot because I'm not selling you anything. I don't have a mastermind. Just as of right now, that's not what I want to do in my business. So I'm just talking about anybody's mastermind. If you find one that you feel is a really good fit and you go through the criteria and you use this mastermind to kind of vet if it's a good fit for you, And you look at the money and think, whoa, that's gonna be a little bit tough for me to pay, let's say on a payment plan every month. Push yourself a little bit. I mean, that's what I did the first two years of being in Marie's Mastermind. Both years were kind of hard for me. So, in order to pay such a big chunk every single month, it was like a thousand, almost $2,000 every month. Like, it was a lot. And so I'm so glad that I did push myself. I'm so glad that I stepped out of my comfort zone in two ways. One, the money made me very uncomfortable. And two, I don't know anybody. Like I didn't have the opportunity to meet any of the women before I joined the mastermind. And I was so nervous and that's okay too. That's okay. Just step outside of your comfort zone. So I know that we're talking about a big topic and I know that some masterminds are so expensive. Maybe this year you're not in a place to do it. However, I'm hoping that this episode will kind of get you thinking about the possibility and opportunity in a mastermind. So let's say if you're not ready now, throughout this year, when you hear about a mastermind, now you know how to kind of check yourself and your business against that mastermind and You can start saving for one. So when next year rolls around, you'll have a chunk of change to be ready to invest in your business and in yourself through a mastermind. So maybe this episode found you at just the perfect time so you can start planning. Okay, so there you have it. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. I hope that you enjoyed some of the insights I shared around masterminds with my own experience and my new experience with the mastermind as well. In next week's episode, episode number 194, I'm going to talk about how to handle criticism online. And in that episode, I'm going to tell you two stories. One story is about how some woman was so incredibly nasty to me online about a decision I had made, and I did something I shouldn't have done. And I like fed the monster. I made it a million times worse. That's how not to deal with criticism. I'll give you all the details in next week's episode. And then one more story I'll tell you next week is about a guy giving me quote feedback on Instagram through a direct message. His delivery was terrible but he was oh so right. And I'm going to tell you how I dealt with that one as well. Plus a whole bunch of other examples, tips, and insights. So the next time somebody gives you feedback or criticism online, you'll know how to deal with it so that you can do it gracefully and feel good about it. So I will see you next week, episode 194. And until then, have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.ameporterfield.com.